0: Welcome back to the 2021 College Football Preview Show. Today, we're taking a look at the Big Ten Conference. Should be a pretty exciting conference. So let's just get right into it. Team, we are looking at in the Big Ten, a potentially not great team in Illinois. You know, Illinois hasn't had a winning season since 2011. Coming into this season, they are plus twenty thousand to win the conference, plus fifty thousand to win that natty. Um, and their win total is only set at three and a half. And if anything is to, you know, go off of last year, obviously the shortest season, everyone, you know, was kind of all over the place. But Illinois only scoring 20.1 points per game last season, you know, very much struggled there. Um, and, you know, Tony Peterson comes in to help, you know, with play calling, help to try and get this team going in the right direction. Hopefully he can have something. Um, and really offensively, the offensive line should be pretty good this year. I mean, think they should, you know, be up there competing with some of the big boys in the Big Ten here. Um, but at quarterback, we see Brandon Peterson coming or Peters come back here and he's in his third season now, hopefully a little bit of improvement there. Um, and they, you know, turn Isaiah Williams, former quarterback into a wide receiver, helping out the wide receiver group there. So offensively, you know, this Illinois team. Hopes to make a little bit of noise, but I think there's just so many holes still left to be filled. And then defensively looking, you know, Ryan Waters taking over as the D coordinator here. Um, you know, looking probably should have a better season, but um, needs a lot of improvement. You know, some holes on the D line. And they do not have the easiest schedule in the world. Obviously, playing the Big Ten West, um, we're going to have Wisconsin and, and you know, um, Iowa and all that. Um, but, you know, non-conference play UTSA, Virginia, Charlotte. Um, and while Virginia is not the, the toughest non-conference opponent in the world, when you're illinois i don't know that it's you know going to be an easy victory by any means and this team could definitely find four wins here in this you know in this schedule know, utsa charlotte easy wins can maybe somehow pick up two big 10 wins but even with that said the under three and a half would be my play if i'm going to play anything here probably going to lay off of this bet altogether um but would lean the under three and a half for illinois Next, we take a look at an Indiana team that shocked a lot of people last year. Coming into the season, plus two thousand win the conference win total set at eight. And after that breakout season last year, you know Michael Penix Jr. hopefully coming back hundred percent this season. You know with after the ACL tear, um, Tycho Fry, You know it could be one of the best wide receivers in the nation this year. You know definitely looking to have a great year out of him. And the offensive line you no know, return four or five starters from last year's team. So offensively, this team is looking to be just as good as they were last year, you know, use SC transfer, Stefan Carr comes in to round out the running back group. So really offensively, um, this team, I think should, you know, try and compete with where they were last year. Um, but the problem, you know, is, is this was a team that averaged only 5.1 yards per game offensively last year, which, you know, isn't the worst in the world by any means. But if they want to compete, you know, this entire season, they're going to have to do more than that. Defense did very good last season, though. You know, they were turned nine starters on defense. They only allowed 20.2 points per game last year. So if they can do that again this year, they're definitely going to win for games. Um, unfortunately for them, though, got a tough non conference schedule having to take on Cincinnati. You know, one of the the best, if not the best, group of five teams, and really for Cincinnati, that's going to be a huge test for them. Kind of talked about in the group of five show. Um, also have to take on Idaho and Western Kentucky, and really for this team, I just think the the magic that they had in last year's 2020 season, um, much like Hall, Minnesota after their magical run, I just don't see it for this I or for this Indiana team. Um, I think they they under eight wins here is probably the best bet. Next, we take a look at Iowa, plus 1000 for them to win the conference, eight and a half win total set for them. And after they started the season 0 and 2 last year, ended up going 6 and 0 to finish the season with ending with a 6 and 2 record on the year. You know, Tyler Goodson is one of the best running backs in the nation, you know, gonna be making a threat at an All-American, no doubt. Unfortunately for this Iowa team, they got some holes to fill on the offensive line, which is, is kind of a, a weird thing to say about Iowa. And if I'm being quite honest, coming out of my mouth, it just doesn't sound right. We know this Iowa team, no matter who they put on the offensive line, is going to have, you know, uh, he's going to have something up there. You know, Tyler Linsburn, rounding out the line here at center should, you know, lead the way for this team. Um, and even though there are holes currently, I think once the season gets going, this Iowa team will probably figure that out. As far as tight end goes, Sam Lapata at the, you know, looks to have a breakout season at tight end here. And Spencer Pettis, you know, hopes he's going to have a big season at quarterback. And really, this offense, or offensively, this team does not look super bad um, you know, they got a very good linebacker in secondary groups. Really, I think the biggest hole on defense is going to be that defensive line, which, um, is, is going to be a challenge as far as the schedule goes for this team this season. Play in state rival Iowa State there. So, um, obviously that's going to be a huge game week two. Also have Kent State and Colorado in the non-conference. Um, but they definitely do not have an easy schedule this year. Have to take on Indiana and Penn State out of the east. So two of the, the top three teams out of the east there. They do avoid Ohio State, though. Um, but got Wisconsin on the road in the in the late October. So that's going to be a, a hard game, no doubt. Um, and really, this team getting to nine wins, I just don't see it. I, they just, nine's a lot for this team to get to. I think the under eight and a half for the win total is probably the best bet here. Next team, we are taking a look at Maryland coming into the season here plus 6,600 to win the conference. Win total set at 6 for them. And this is a team that showed quite a bit of promise in 2020. You know, they didn't necessarily get over the hump or make a ton of noise, but they're a team that, you know, is up and coming and has got some talent on the team. Most notably, Tulia Um, you know, to his brother coming in as you know, the quarterback for this Maryland team. Um, and he really, if he has a good season this year, could be one of if not the best quarterbacks in the entire big 10 and he's got a pretty decent wide receiver group um, to help him you know help him out one of the better wide receiver groups in the conference really for this team though they do have a couple question marks here on offense gonna have to figure out what they're doing at running back um really don't have a whole lot of answers there and their all offensive line definitely needs some help after last season you know the offensive line last season gave up 16 sacks over just five games um so definitely need some help there but they have a really, really promising secondary. One of the better secondaries in the entire conference. Nick Cross and Tyree Still both there, um, as well as linebacker Ruben Re- Highstill and edge rusher Daryl Nikki round out this defense. So a pretty decent defense there, but this defense did allow 230 rushing yards per game last season. So going to have to bring that down. And they're just going to have to get a lot more pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Kind of just, you know, opposing quarterbacks had free will, it seemed, at times last year. As far as this team goes, you know, play West Virginia this season, play Howard, which you know should be a very easy matchup, um, and also have Kent State on the schedule. So realistically, they could easily win all three of those games. You throw in Illinois as the other four first four games. This team could start the season four and zero with you know really relative ease. Um, Unfortunately, they have a pretty tough schedule outside of that. Obviously, the Big Ten East um, is insanely difficult with Ohio State, Penn State, Indiana, and, and really just the whole rest of the conference um, and six wins is a lot for this Maryland team um, I think it's probably like right on the mark I don't know that I think six and six is probably it's probably what this Maryland team ends up going if I had to bet anything I'd probably take the under just to get a little bit more value because um, that's kind of where the odds are leaning at the moment um, but to be quite honest I would probably just avoid betting anything on this Maryland team the next team we look at is always an interesting one. The Michigan Wolverines come in plus 1,600 to win the conference. Seven and a half win total. Um, and Jim Parbalton, who knows what he is he's looking at going into this season. Um, potentially on the hot seat. Who knows what Michigan could do if they don't have a great season this year. Um, but did not have a great season last year. Ended up going two and four last year. And, you know, don't really... Um, With Hassan Hiskins and Blake Kurriman in in the backfield. They offer a pretty dynamic backfield there. And they got a really good wide receiver option in Ronnie Bell. You know, an absolute great wide receiver. But really the biggest question mark for this Michigan team, the most important part of the team. Don't really know who's going to be playing quarterback. A lot of uncertainty there. The offensive line needs much help after last season. And really this team just struggled to do all of anything last season. Didn't look good for... In really any of their games lost games they shouldn't and just couldn't find ways to win um, defensively really atrocious last year 35 point or 34.5 points allowed per game. Um, and while they should, you know, be a little bit stronger on defense with some guys returning from injury, this team I just don't believe has what it takes to, to do a lot of a lot of damage in the Big Ten right now. You know, week two we see Washington coming to Ann Arbor, so that's gonna that's gonna be a very telling matchup for this Michigan team. If Michigan can get through, it, really for Washington too, I think the winner of that game um, is gonna is gonna hope to have a better season, and the loser of that game is probably not gonna have a great season. But really, Washington and Michigan, two teams I don't love. Um, Michigan also plays Western Michigan and Northern Illinois in the non-conference schedule here. Um, but really, for this team, it's hard to it's hard to bet anything on this team. There's just so many unknowns for Michigan you know they always got the name they always got jim harbaugh they can always do something but really in the jim harbaugh era we have have, have really yet to see him put it all together um, and be able to win some games and actually compete in the big 10 um if i was going to bet anything with all that said i'd probably still lean the over to be quite honest the seven and a half um but really i think it, i think betting on this michigan team is, is just not a very smart move right now i would just avoid this team altogether Next, taking a look at the Michigan State Spartans, plus 6,600 to win the conference, win total set at five. And this Michigan State team has one of the best wide receiver duos in the entire conference in Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor. So, you know, between those two, should be able to make a lot of noise. They also have a lot of help coming in with the ground game. Kenneth Walker III looks to make a lot of noise there. Um, And Mel Tucker, you know, coming in as the head coach here Really is just trying to get this team improved over what he did last year. Um, You know, not the greatest outing for him last year. And a lot of that comes with he needs to find a quarterback. Um, Who knows who that's going to be? Anthony Rizzo and Peyton Thorne um, currently battling Ed out for the job. So we'll see once camp starts and everything. Who, who ends up coming victorious for the Spartans here. Um, but really, I think the biggest you know question mark in what they need to do better on offense than they did a year ago is the offensive line play. Offensive line play a year ago just really struggled. They gotta be a lot better. Um, and 18 points per game was the lowest out of any offense in the big 10 in 2020. And defensively they did a little bit better. Um, as far as yardage goes 5.3 yards per play is all they allowed, but they allowed 35.1 points per game. Um, so it, it ended up in the end not really mattering. Um, i all they do have, you know, Jacob Pucci at the end, you know, he heads up a very strong defensive line for this team all around. There's just a lot of question marks that need to be answered for this Michigan state team going into the season. When we take a look at their schedule. You know, Youngstown State, Miami, and Western Kentucky. Um, obviously, that Miami game is going to be very telling. If they can win that game, I mean, these are two teams that are they're very hard to read. Miami and Michigan State, um, but that you know, a win in that game would definitely boost their season tremendously. I think there's a chance this team um, actually starts the season out four and one. You know, not a super tough schedule to to go even with that Miami game. Even if they lose that, could still end up starting four and one. Um, but really, I think as the season goes on, their schedule just gets tougher and tougher and tougher. Um, I would lean the over five wins here. I don't know if that is the smartest bet you can make in this conference, but if I got to bet anything on Michigan State, I'm taking the over five wins. Next, we take a look at Minnesota, plus 3,300 to win the conference, win total set at seven. And really, after a 2019 season that was... Very impressive out of this Minnesota team, you know, row the boat. Eleven and two wins in that year. Um, had a rough season last year, going three and four. Obviously, it's hard to it's hard to you know see how last year went with all of these teams is kind of it's just a weird season it's hard to you know put too much value on it but Mike Stanford junior really you know didn't have a whole offseason to develop his new offense so offensively didn't really have the best team out there that they possibly could have um, and offensively they are average 5.7 yards per game last season not horrible but Tanner Morgan returns as quarterback again this year also have Muhammad Ibrahim returning at running back um, and they return a strong offensive line so return a lot of guys from last year should have a lot of you know. Talent coming back. Really, the biggest question mark I think on offense. Rashad Bateman at wide receiver. Huge, feel, huge shoes to fill when you lose a first-round draft pick to the NFL. You know, going to be very hard to replace him at wide receiver. I think their biggest struggle last year, though, was defensively. When we look back at that 2019 season, they only allowed opponents to 20.1 points per game in 2019. In 2020, a whole 10 points more at 30.1 points per game. So um, that alone kind of shows you where this team was at last year. And I think it's just going to be really hard for this team to get back to those 2019 ways. Um, you know, having to take on Miami, Ohio, Colorado, Bowling Green all this year, um, Colorado, you know, not the best. None of those teams are, are great teams, and this Minnesota team should beat all of those teams. But all three of those non-conference games could, pres- you know, turn out to be tough matchups for this Minnesota team, not to mention they got to play Ohio State week one. Also have Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin to finish out the season. Seven wins is just a lot of wins for this Minnesota team to get over. Even though that the middle part of the season's where they're going to get the majority of their wins, um, but I just think the front and back there's so many potential losses there that I, I just can't back this Minnesota team. So I like the under seven wins for Minnesota this season. Next, we take a look at Nebraska plus sixteen hundred to win the conference. Win total set at six and a half. And Scott Frost entering his fourth season needs to do something to, to live up to the hype that Nebraska had for him coming into here. Personally, I thought 2019 was going to be the season for this Nebraska team. Um it clearly wasn't. You know, Adrian Martinez just hasn't been able to live up to what we saw in 2018. You know, had a pretty, you know, I'm not going to say great freshman year, but showed a lot of potential that freshman year. Um and I mean, last season this Nebraska team was only able to put up 23.1 points per game. And really, the the biggest struggle for this team offensively in 2020 was the turnovers. Lost 18 turnovers last season in the shortened season. You know, wasn't very good at all. Um, And they do add, you know, some transfer help here at wide receiver and running back that should help. But really, just offensively, I think there's still a lot of holes to fill. Um, And Scott Frost has got to get that team going in the right direction. Defensively, they allowed five point four six yards per game in twenty twenty, um, and you know this season it's not gonna. I don't know that it'll be much better. You know they lose Wilhonus um, to a knee injury during spring game, so um, he's gonna be out for this entire season. And really, you know Scott Frost, well he's just looking to get to six wins. You know looking for that first bull trip um, in his Nebraska career. He doesn't have the easiest schedule. Buffalo, obviously not the same team, you know, losing their head coach to Kansas, losing a lot of players to Kansas. Um, but Buffalo is not an easy opponent by any means. They're still going to be, a, you know, a, a good team in the MAC. You also got Oklahoma, which... I- obviously is is not an easy opponent i think that's probably a loss for nebraska um and then southeast louisiana is is kind of whatever but you know having to play ohio state this year um definitely does not help them um and i really just don't think this team gets over the hump under six wins or under six and a half wins rather um would be what i would lean for this nebraska team Next, we take a look at Northwestern, plus 5,000 to win the conference, win total set at 6.5. And, Um, and, you know, this team has won two of the last three Big Ten West titles. So, you know, a team that is familiar with some winning ways. Um, And really for Northwestern, yeah, the conference to win at plus 5,000 doesn't seem like a, a bad bet at first glance. However, when you really dive into this team, there are some very, very big holes to look at here. Only returned seven starters from the 2020 season. Um, and while Peter Sosky is you know, a great offensive tackle who is going to help you know the leadership on this offensive side of the ball, um, I just don't know that it's gonna be enough. You know, Cam Porter obviously looking for a big season at running back, but they just don't even know who their quarterback's gonna be. Still a battle between Hunter Johnson and Ryan Hilsky. Um both of those guys, though, are are very talented uh, or very talented quarterbacks, can definitely make some noise. I think either one of them's a good fit for the job. Um and defensively, they lost a lot of talent last season too, lost a couple guys to the draft. Um and they allowed only or they last season on a defense allowed 4.86 yards per game. So um very good there. But with the, you know, Sertain's gone, not Sertain, I can't remember his name from Northwestern, but you lose some cornerback play there, um, and it's just going to be hard to, to match the mark that they had last season for this Northwestern team. If there's any hope, though, they do have a, a fairly easy schedule. One of the easier schedules in the Big Ten this season, Indiana State, Duke, Ohio, in the non-conference, so... Yeah, should 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 be three and zero there. Um, not to mention they get Michigan State, Michigan, and Rutgers, which you know Michigan State and Rutgers are two teams that are they're hoping to have good seasons, but um, I just don't see it out of either of those. And while Michigan could, it's, it's hard to read. Um, again, I just don't see it really as far as that goes. Very very favorable in the, for them. And with the win total only set at six and a half, you know um, if they win those six games that we looked at right there alone, they're up there. Netherland, Nebraska, Purdue, Illinois. Um, really, I just don't see this Northwest team finishing under six and a half wins um this over six and a half wins here for northwestern is probably one of my favorite bets in this conference next we take a look at the ohio state pluck guys, minus 210 to win the conference win total set at 11 um, and you know they're really just the team to beat once again in the, uh, the Big Ten. Um, Ryan Day, you know, hasn't lost a regular season game in two years um, since he took over. So you know, a team that is no doubt looking to make some more noise here, and they have one of the best O lines in the country. Which you know, you can say that a lot of, lot of like a lot, of, you can say that about a lot of Big Ten teams. Um, but Ohio State again can can, can back it up. Um, they also have one of the best wide receiver cores in the country. Um, and CJ Stroud looks like he will be the most likely quarterback option, but we do still have a question mark there you know i'm going to be trying to fill in justin field's shoes is going to be a tough tough challenge there and then defensively Halsey garrett zach harrison should make up one of the better defensive lines in the country um they do have some holes to fill undoubtedly at linebacker and in the secondary um but you know last season we saw this defense just do such great work they got a lot of big holes to fill though and they didn't give up some big plays last season defensively so um it's really hard to get a, a read on Ohio State because, you know, teams like this who are losing such good guys, but also bringing such good guys in, um, it's just really hard to know year to year if they're if they're going to be able to, you know, basically do with again what they did last year and, you know, win the conference and make the playoffs. Um, but they got some tough opponents. Obviously, you have to play Oregon, which is not going to be an easy matchup out of the Pac-12 anyway um also have Tulsa and Akron which um should both be uh, fairly easy wins but Tulsa you know was competing for the AAC, AAC last year so um it's not like you can just look over them right there um but with the wind total being at over 11 really just there's just no value at all to bet that even if they you know only if they if they go undefeated if they lose one game you push it's there's just zero value of betting an over that is that big. If you are if you think they're going to go under, um, then yeah, by all means, bet the under. If you like the over, though, definitely don't bet the over. Also, betting them to win the conference at minus 210, um, just not a, a very valuable bet at all. Really, I think the only bet you can make on this Ohio State team is to win the national championship at plus 675. If you think they're going to win the conference, you might as well bet that because then that means they're probably going to make the college football playoffs. And even if you don't like their matchup, once they get to the playoff, you can probably hedge out of that plus 675 pretty easily. But um, if we're being quite honest, I would just lay off of any bet on this Ohio state team. Now we had the happy Valley to take a look at Penn state plus 900 to win the conference eight and a half win total for them this year Um, and they definitely finished below expectations last season going four and five Um, and Sean Clifford you know comes back to lead this team at quarterback so hopefully you know he can he can have some good play this season they got a strong wide receiver. Seaver duo and Johan Dotson and Parker Washington, Um, but just as a whole, this 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 Penn State team is just hard to read. It's hard to read if they're going to bounce back, if they're going to have another disappointing season. Um, They do have a pretty good offensive line, you know, Rashad Walker, Mike Morada, and Cecil Wallace Wallace, um, make up a very good offensive line, and you know, with new offensive coordinator Mike Yuka. this team should be headed in the right direction offensively and defensively. Last year, they did a pretty good job just in general, holding teams to 5.1 yards per game. Um, you know, they have one of the best secondaries in the Big Ten, but really they're going to need better and more play out of the linebacker who lose some guys in the draft on this defensive side of the ball. So um, going to be a tough challenge for them this season, undoubtedly. And they start the year off with a hard opponent taking on Wisconsin in week one. Um, they're their out of conference schedule isn't the worst ball State Villanova I mean Villanova should should be easy, but ball State you know kind of a, a difficult half difficult Mac matchup. Um, and then Auburn, who knows what auburns gonna exactly look like this year, but never an easy team there um and really, I think this is probably the number two team in the east I, I don't really see anyone else. Competing with Ohio State very much this season, I think Penn State is probably the best team to try and knock them off. I don't know that they do that, um, but I think the eight and a half wins. I think there's enough value there. I think they they can. I think they can scrape together nine wins fairly easy. So I like the over eight and a half wins for Penn State. Next, we take a look at Purdue, plus 10,000 to win the conference, got their win total set at 5, and Jeff Brohm, you know, led this team to a winning record last season, including a bowl trip, so, you know, looking to build off of a, a pretty good 2020 year where they averaged 27.2 points per game, um, which is not a is not a lot of points by any means. Um, they're definitely going to have to step that up if they want to win some games this year, but, it, you know, it worked out for them decently well last year, and this team definitely has a lot of talent. There's no denying that. There's a lot of guys on this team who can, can do a lot. Um, one of them being david bell who returns at the wide receiver position you know 53 catches for him last season absolutely insane year for him um also have xander harthur at a decent running back you know some great game from him um and really they've got two very experienced quarterbacks whoever they end up going with adrian o'connell and jake Plummer, who can both you know provide some 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 good play for this purdue team um but offensively they just got to create A lot more big plays this season that they kind of struggled um, with that last year and as far as defense goes you know it was a team that allowed 29.8 points per game last season so even though they they had a winning record they actually allowed more points than they scored last season um, on average which which is kind of interesting Um, but you know a healthy um, George Kaufis should help in the pass rush here Um, also Corey Trice at cornerback you know should should help there Um, unfortunately for them though have one of the harder non-conference schedules in the Big Ten, um, while well, Oregon State isn't necessarily a hard opponent. When you match them up with someone like Purdue, it does become a little bit more of a, a non-guaranteed game. Also taking on UConn and Notre Dame, who are uh, two teams that you you can't write off either. So uh, a decently hard non-conference schedule there. Also got Ohio State on the schedule this season. Um, and if we're being quite honest, I think this team finishes 5-7. and seven. I think they finished probably right at five wins. Um, with the win total being set at five, there's really not a whole lot of value On the to bet anything here, if I had to bet anything on this Purdue team, I'd probably take the over six or the over five wins. Um, but in general, I would probably lay off this team. Next, we got Rutgers, who is plus 5,000, win the conference, a win total set at four for them. Um, and, you know, last season was a, a very impressive season for the Scarlet Knights here, winning three big 10 games, which, you know, um, from between 2016 and 2019 alone, they only won three conference games. So the fact that they could do it in one season, um, granted, you know, the shortened season or whatever, it definitely had something to do with that, but um, definitely hopes are up for this Rutgers team. And we got Sean Gleason, you know, had a great start to last season um, and, and he just looked really good in general at offensive coordinator. You know, they averaged 26.7 points per game last year, which isn't the, the craziest in the world. Probably got to get that up if they want to you know, win more games this year. Um, but no invert returns at quarterback for them this year. Also have a, a very good running back duo in Isaac Pico and Bo Melton. So both of them back, um, they do need some offensive line help going off of last season. Last season, even with short and play allowed 21 sacks, which, um, you can't be doing that and expect to win a ton of games, especially in this conference. Defensively, they also give up 5.88 yards per game. Um, but they have a pretty good linebacker group here. Um, forgive me for this name, but headlined by Oklahoma Filoski, um, um, and, you know, they did a pretty good job forcing turnovers last year with 19 turnovers per game, um, but they got to eliminate giving up some of the big plays that they gave up last year for this team. Non-conference wise, fairly easy schedule playing Temple, Syracuse and Delaware. Honestly, I could easily see them starting the season three and 0. Um, and then Michigan State, Illinois, Maryland, those are all winnable games, too. Um, and while, you know, we haven't necessarily seen Rutgers football be good in a while, um, I do expect another impressive season out of this team. I do expect above big things from them. And with the win total being set as low as four, um, there's it's hard not to love it. So I love the over four wins here for Rutgers. Next, we head up to Madison, Wisconsin to take a look at the Wisconsin Badgers plus 550 to win the conference win total set at nine and a half. Um, and Graham Mertz returns at quarterback this season looks to have you know to build on a season that started out pretty good last year now that he has you know a full offseason to prepare also Danny Davis Kendrick Pryor, um both you know come in to this receiving core to help boost this offense up and really this is a team that should have one of if not the top offensive lines in the Big Ten well I feel like I've said that about every team in the Big Ten um, Wisconsin undoubtedly you know produces a lot of great offensive line talent um, also Jalen Berger here is at running back ready to have a good season for him. Um, and really for this team just need to create some more big plays than they were able to last season. You know, that was kind of a struggle for them last season. Um, they were able to limit teams to only 17.4 points per game and 5.01 yards per game. So if they can do that again on defense this year, they should make a lot of noise. You know, they return eight starters from last year's defensive team, um, but they need to, to, to work on those sacks only racked up eight sacks a year ago. Definitely need that um, to be a little bit higher. Um, but, undoubtedly this team is going to be near the top of the conference again um and really in the west outside of iowa maybe i don't know that they really have a ton of competition you know looking at their schedule here taking on eastern michigan got notre dame um that notre game is actually a neutral site game in chicago though and they also play army so um some some not easy opponents in non-conference, but definitely all winnable games. The Notre Dame game will definitely be a challenge for them, um, and opening the season up against Penn State is also going to be a challenge. But avail are able to avoid Ohio State in the schedule, um, and with the win total only being set at nine and a half wins, even if somehow they they lose the Penn State and Notre Dame and start the season off one and two, I could very easily see this team rattling off you know the next nine games and getting over this nine and a half win total. So I absolutely love the over nine and a half for Wisconsin. I also don't hate the plus 550 to win the conference. I think that vet has a lot of value um, in, in, in a conference that's been dominated by Ohio State. Even if they make it to the conference championship, you can definitely hedge out of that. So I like the plus 550 to win the conference for Wisconsin. That is it for the 2021 Big Ten football preview. If you want to see previews for every conference, we got the group of five as well as the Pac-12 up on YouTube and hot So definitely go check those out as well as all the previews for the NFL conferences or divisions rather going on right now. Um, also check out all the picks up on hot And if you're not already following me at hot on Twitter and Instagram, make sure you follow me there. And if you're watching here on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification, so you don't miss out on any future content. Um, and drop your predictions down below for the Big Ten this season. You think uh, I'm right on some of these teams or you think I'm completely wrong? I'd love to hear what you guys think. So thanks for watching today's video, and I will see you guys tomorrow.